0: I have been searching. Welcome to Following the Fire, a podcast for Christians who are rethinking their faith and need a safe place to doubt. As we wander through the spiritual wilderness, we want to find and follow God wherever the pillar of fire leads. And just like God's people in the Bible, we get lost, we miss the point, and
1: we don't have all the answers. But maybe that's okay. We're on this journey together. I'm
0: Nathan and I'm Steve but even on my heart you can't compare with what you Welcome back to the podcast Nathan It's been a while it's it's been a long while. yeah it's uh, mid-February as this comes out and last podcast we what was it you did that solo one was it at the end of December. It seems like a yeah, that was the very
1: ago. the very end of the year. Yep, it does.
0: Yeah, what's happened?
1: I don't, I don't know what it's like as a you know like a a listener. Usually, when I when I'm following a podcast and it doesn't come out for a couple of weeks, um, I'll either not notice or just fill the space with something else and then you know wait for it to catch up. <laughs> but on this side of things, on this side of the microphone, it's like my tank is of idea generation is overflowing. Nice. I was nervous that right out of the gate, I was going to have 12 topics, (laughs) you know, like, okay, here's what we're going to tackle in the next 30 (laughs) minutes. I had a friend once who said that I really need more friends to talk to because I'll go too long without, without like, you know, working through an idea. Yeah. And then I'll just have them all saved up. So you get a, you got to just hear all those things that I've been saving up.
0: <laughs> I'll take it. So what, what's what been happening with you late in your life? Oh, man. So there
1: there was a ton of great stuff that got overshadowed by... This is kind of a bummer. Sorry about I'm about to drag it down. But then I'll compartmentalize, pop right back up to... Gotcha. up, <laughs> <to> Cheerful with <laughs> okay. our topic. But I had a friend... And coworker who died of COVID.
0: Oh yeah, I heard that. I'm so sorry. So
1: quickly and suddenly, if you can call, it's kinda like getting hit by a freight train that we've been seeing going for two years, but yeah. the onset of the virus in this family that got hit was quick. The, so, um I've been uh, trying to remember it's it's just you know, close to home, maybe the closest that the pandemic has personally come to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, uh, so my coworker, man, this guy, he was great, you know, a f- uh, very loving guy. Um, he was on the interview team that hired me at the company that I've worked for the past six years. Um, and then uh, he was my mentor, sat next to him um, in my first role there. We have a, had a very shared we had this uncomfortable thing where we both grew up fundamental evangelical Christians. And so very, very core shared belief system and history. Yeah. And so then the places where I'm weird in that community, obviously uh, I didn't line up with him in those areas. And so that gave us some uh, topics to tiptoe around in the office. Um, But he, uh, he followed, you know, when my wife did the PCT, he'd ask me about it at least once a week, and come up with a cheesy acronym, um, PCT. He'd he'd say like, "Please come to PCT," right? Or he he just some, right, right. he'd start every sentence with something that starts with PCT. And we disagreed about, you know, like should you wear masks or get vaccinated. And mm. um, so I'm processing mm. a lot of. Of grief, and uh, um, yeah, just um, dealing dealing with that. A lot of anger towards the community and systems that let things like this happen to people like that. Oh. Um, a lot of um guilt about conversations that I just let go because I I tend to not let people know when I disagree about things like a, as soon as I realized like, Oh man, we really don't see eye to eye on this thing. I like to just, like I said, tiptoe around that. So I had a lot of guilt thinking back, should I have said something? Should I mm-hmm. have? Right. And of course there's nothing I, you
0: know, no w-
1: would have been able to say. Um, so yeah,
0: that's too bad.
1: I'm sorry to hear that. Whew. So, um, but today I'll bring it back. I, Today it's dumped. It feels like a foot of snow on
0: us. About that, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: so I took the day off to play in the snow nice. and uh, built a ramp off of our front porch, like in our in our front yard. And nice, um, had a lot of fun. So,
0: well, I'm assuming your son was part of that. I did all the, the like
1: digging and shoveling, and then he did the all of the sledding.
0: <laughs> That's great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, my kids are beyond the sledding is fun stage. Oh, that's too bad because I'm not past that stage. So, but yeah, I'm well. I kind of I kind of was for a while, and now I'm, now I'm back onto like I'd like to go sledding again. Yeah, I but you need the kid.
1: Myself, but it's like playing with Legos, right? Like, <laughs> is is that a beard? You need the kid to like look legitimate when you you know go to the Lego store.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's funny.
1: What? Yeah, what else have you been up to?
0: Well, uh, I think I told you this already, but I have um, somehow become a deacon at our new church already.
1: <laughs> man, you're just rising through
0: the ranks. <laughs> Next up, uh, bishop. That's what it's all about, man. Yeah. Yep. Rising through the ranks, gaining power, whatever. No, <laughs> no it... it uh, it's it's a very different. So coming from a Church of Christ background, the you know, deacons are kind of like the the ministry leader that's in charge of everything, responsible for everything, and half the time has to do everything. Um, but the way they have it, it's it's like a two year term thing, which I think is nice, so you don't get burned out and. That's smart. There's a definitive end of your time, and you can come back and do it later again, of course, but. And it's mostly getting like serving, you know, meaning of deacon and setting stuff up and kind of doing some coordination about making sure things are are done. Like, like it sounds like they kind of pair you with a pair you with a, a like a ministry team, huh? And and you're, you're the one who kind of you don't have to do anything. You just kind of make sure that they're doing their stuff and checking in on them once in a while. And uh Hand out stuff at the church. Yeah, it sounds like pretty pretty low key. I was really nervous, you know, as we've talked about before in the podcast about how we Christy and I both have done too much in the past, and so we were concerned about getting in too quickly. But um, yeah, with the with the low numbers of people coming to churches in general these days, they were really hoping to find. So they're really really needing to to get more people involved. And the cool thing is, they actually asked both Christy and I to be deacons. What, co-deacons? Right,
1: <laughs> or separate, separately, parallel. Oh,
0: we're gonna do separate terms. They said, "Which one of you wants to go first? And I asked Christy. She's like, "Yeah, you go," because I'm busy with work stuff or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so uh, um, I'll 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 do it for a year, for two years, and then she'll come in uh, after my first. She'll, she'll she'll I think she'll start next year. So yeah. How's it jumping off the train into a land where women <laughs> yeah. are deacons?
1: Yeah, like the, it's like the Bible. <laughs> right. um, yeah, I feel I definitely feel the skittishness. Uh, my I have very much it is in my personality to only divulge information when I have to. Mm-hmm. So I seem sometimes like I'm, I'm an oversharer, but that's really like a little magician act to keep people <laughs> away from, you know, the the yeah. inner core self, right? Um, and but I've found that that defense mechanism is even just more activated in churches right now, or talking about church. Um, and so that the church that that I had been visiting, um, I just found myself. I just didn't want to tell anybody anything about myself, which is not a great, Mm. not a great way to, uh, to get involved or to, um, to, to, you know, like meet real people and get foster real community. But just that, yeah, it's like the, it's like the abused dog kind of thing. You know, like you're, you're like wary of getting too close to the, you know,
0: one's bitten twice shy. Yeah.
1: Men with beards or or whatever it is, you know, that, um, Yeah. Have you, and I, and I've, in this last wave, we just stopped going to church. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a sunk cost uh, problem. Like we have invested so much uh, caution in in trying to do the right thing or flatten the curve back in the day or, or whatever. Right. Right. That now it's like, well, the numbers say this. So I don't even know if it makes sense at this point, but we should just do it to make sense of the last two years of this. But. How has it like? Have you been able to connect with people?
0: Well, uh, we we were kind of. I mean, yeah, yes and no. Uh, we were able to connect with a few people, but um, the actually are are we we've been going since uh, August, maybe since we've been going to that church. Uh, pretty much every Sunday, either online or in person. Most, mo- mostly in person. We were trying to anyway, because they were really careful about the masks mandate all the time and um, and uh, spacing out in in auditorium. And actually, uh, for the month of Jan- January through the second week of February, they've gone all online. Wow! Because yeah. of the numbers are so high, which I was thankful for that they're careful. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, I, I, you know, everybody wants it to get back to normal, but I'm, I'm hopeful that that'll happen soon. But we, we have been mostly just hanging out at home, which is, I don't know, it's weird, but it's like almost, a, it feels like I'm going back, back in time. It's like the time is such a, as Doctor Who would say, it's timey-wimey lately, <laughs> Because it's it's like the last two years didn't happen, and then the early parts of the pandemic when everybody was staying at home all the time, that's what it feels like again. Yeah, but it's different because we're not watching the Church of Christ online; we're watching a United Church of Christ online. And <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's it's you, like it's like an alternate universe.
1: Did you know that today literally is Groundhog Day?
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, all right. So it's it, but. <laughs> Oh, and maybe it has been all along, Steve. <laughs> I was gonna say you're gonna tell me when I wake up tomorrow it's gonna be today
1: again. Yeah, no, it's just Groundhog Year. It's on a two-year loop. Yeah, we're gonna have midterms then. Twenty twenty-four, same uh, same two right choices as we had. Yeah.
0: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a two year. you were going to bring it back up from being a downer. Sorry. No, oh age. no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I get, I really, really identify that. It just feels, um, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of this and yeah. And it just like the light at the end of the tunnel when we all went home from work for two weeks in 2020 mm-hmm. in March. Oh yeah. Um, the light just gets dimmer and dimmer. I, I read uh, I read some fiction over the, over the break, so I didn't have to read. You oh, know, nice Christian nonfiction, which, or which is what I've been uh, devouring of because of the podcast. And a great a good friend of mine, David, recommended this book. I read it. It's so gloomy and bleak, and uh, you know the world is on fire, and you know the everyone is violent and there's just no hope in the entire book. And I was like, what? What? What, what a poor choice of a uh, book to read right now. But
0: when sharing it with what, what it was? What it, what, the, I don't read it.
1: The <laughs> Road. No. Oh, and I highly recommend it. It was fantastic. Um, it was really good. Uh, the Road by Cormac McCarthy.
0: Oh, yes. Good grief. That's a dark, <laughs> yeah. book. And you know, the, I mean, well done.
1: But you know, there's there's different ways to get into like media or a movie or a book. And when a friend just hands you a book and says, "Read this," you go into it with no notion of what it is. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people who read that book, and I, I think it's a movie, right? Um. Uh, yeah, I, it was, I think it's yeah. been adapted into a movie. You probably know what it is. I just didn't know, so I was. I was like, "Oh, it's a it's a boy mm. and a dad." You know, I was a single dad for for a long time, and uh, it just, you know, s- slowly started realizing, like, okay, this is not going to be a cheerful, cheerful book. Uh,
0: yeah, but the, there's actually something to be said for reading or, or watching kind of sad things when you're sad. Um, I don't know. I feel like it has a lot of
1: practical tips for the next two years ahead. <laughs> so. How to how to scaven? How to avoid cannibal cannibals who are parading around with spears? How to? Yeah, ugh.
0: Ugh. yeah. Well, with the uh, the new year, uh, we're gonna start back up having the book club every five episodes again. So, uh, could can you tell us about the book club for episode forty five, Nathan? Yes,
1: heavy burdens. Right. Yeah, so I, I've mentioned this book in passing before. Um the book is and shoot, I have it far away from me. I'll be right back. I like to hold the book when I'm talking about it for some reason.
0: Yeah, me too. I get it why the I'll why hold, wait, I'll hold I'll hold my copy
1: too. Boy ministers like to hold the Bible. It's like <laughs> a, little, a little thing to hold on to. Okay. Heavy burdens. Seven Ways LGBTQ Christians Experience Harm in the Church. It's by Bridget Eileen Rivera. Um, And just something really, the discussion with with Bridget was amazing. Something uh, really great about this book is it is not intending to convince people to hold one belief or another about LGBTQ people and Christianity or the church. That is not the point of the book. It is not beating you over the head with theology. Um it it the the message of the book is maybe starting with the assumption that the church should do good and that the gospel is for everybody. Here is um a a voice of a group that maybe we don't understand very well. Uh Bridget's mm-hmm. goal is to help us minister to the these people better to be Jesus uh to a yep. group of people that maybe we have harmed um, instead of helped so heavy
0: burdens yeah, yeah and we uh, that'll be out so we've already recorded the episode with her which was which is a pleasure and that'll be out, uh episode 45 and t- this is 41 for those of you following along at home and I I'd, I'd looking forward to if if anybody has recommendations for books that you want to do for this Definitely. this year
1: and the, just to, I guess I'll plug uh, real quick here. We have gotten a lot of book recommendations from people. So, um, the, some really great ones that I've got on my shelf, um, that I'm really looking forward to going, going into. Um, so, uh, just because we haven't talked about it doesn't mean I didn't, uh, hear those recommendations. What I tend to do is get the right. recommendation buy the book and then not have time to read the book. But, um, yeah, and then I yeah. feel guilty about it. And then eventually that guilt um, propels me into uh, just finding the time to do it. So, And then uh, uh, we've had this, uh, this has been really awesome in the break, the the Facebook group. Um, oh, like,
0: yeah, it's absolutely.
1: Uh, really enjoyed the discussions there. It's been scary to me because in church you get the certainty group and you don't have to talk about, you don't you all agree or you have to agree or you're supposed to agree on certain things, yep, and this is, feels like a interesting experiment where you know what happens? is it possible to have a peaceful group that's productive and that is to the benefit of all, and we don't agree on fundamental things, so
0: yeah, and I'm loving the stuff people are bringing up um like somebody shared a video about rebaptism and dealing with people who are you know getting a hard time about deconstruction uh, rethinking loving your neighbor I'm just kind of scrolling through here um, it's it yeah it's been great stuff uh, like should I believe in God uh, why do you believe in God what about other religions good or bad you know so it's all over the it's all over the board
1: all over the place so
0: and it's been a super active group too so it, um, yeah thanks if, if you're interested in joining you know go to Go to the Following the Fire page on Facebook and click on the groups thing and you can request to join. We're keeping it, making sure that, you know, we're not sharing names and information about people. Uh, It's outside the group, so. Yeah, and it it seems like bots
1: want to be in our group. Do you get that? Yeah. Yeah, there are like bots that join. I don't understand that. It'll be like so-and-so from Siberia. Uh, with no profile picture is in 3,011 groups and wants to also be in yours <laughs> God, yeah. it seems like a bad idea but if any of you are listening from Siberia you should apply again and say that it was you so. yeah we love Siberia Speaking of, so we've talked about this before, but um, sometimes I wonder if I'm just seeing deconstruction everywhere or if it actually is everywhere. (laughs) Uh, And it's, I had convinced myself that it actually just is everywhere. I'm just like riding a a wave. You know, I happen to be in the middle of it and, but it's happening everywhere. Um, (laughs) And then I burst my bubble Do you ever use Google Trends, just the Google search trends? I always forget about it. Yeah, it's free tool. Yeah, I have used it in the past, yeah. Uh, You can – I think you just Google Google Trends, and then you can Mm -hmm. look up a word. And I used to have fun with this, and I don't know, maybe like Trump would be a good example just to see how it works where you'll see like uh, over time there's this line of interest and then it spikes in some year because of Mm -hmm. some event. Or you could Google – Uh, you know, earthquake or, you know, um, 9-11 or something that you'd, you know, that you can associate in time. So I did this with deconstruction and it's just this straight line since 2011, a decade ago, just like, no, just about Mm -hmm. equal, same amount of deconstruction interest. And the, Mm -hmm. the recent highest spike is in 2008, which is really interesting to me because that's, you know, that's not weird. Trump caused deconstruction. That's Obama caused deconstruction. Or I I have no idea what the cause is, but huh. which made me realize, okay, first of all, I'm just seeing this everywhere. Um, this is something that people go through for various reasons and various times, and now I want to figure out what happened in two thousand and eight that um Yeah. That made people want to Google deconstruction. So establishing that I'm just finding patterns where they don't exist and uh, that my brain is tricking me, I want to talk about my new Disney Plus Faith Maturation course. Oh, you so, can get behind that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> I am a stingy person. I'm an Enneagram 5, uh, which doesn't necessarily mean that you're stingy, but uh, I am a stingy Enneagram 5 person. And I'm just always okay. thinking about my resources being depleted, including including my financial resources. So as a just personality trait, I do not like subscriptions. I try to minimize my subscriptions okay. um, and recently so and but what I'll typically do, I'll hear about a show for a while and then I'll just wait for the free trial email that I'll inevitably get from some streaming source yep. And I'll binge the show real quick. Um uh, that's how I watched Ted Lasso. But I have a I don't have a TV or anything. Uh and I have a elementary age child, so I've been subscribed to Disney Plus now for two months, which usually I subscribe <laughs> and then cancel it right away. And they gotcha. They got me. So they sucked <laughs> me in. And so I've been just watching shows and they're all about deconstruction. Yeah. So first... What have you watched? Well, the first one I did was The Mandalorian. Oh, yes. And... 100% deconstruction. Yeah. It's (laughs) Mando the Mandalorian is part of a religious sect um, that has these certain beliefs. And then he's just... The the whole show is him coming into real life situations where his beliefs challenge what he personally feels the right thing should be, or maybe the belief doesn't make sense, or they're contradictory. Um, and, and, you know, later in the show, uh, spoilers, but I don't, I don't think spoilers count for Disney plus, but he, he, he encounters other people in his, in his group who hold the rules less strictly. Yeah. And he, he finds out that he was actually brought up in an extremist sect of his, of his, you know, religion or whatever it is. Um, he's like, he's like a fundamentalist. He's a, he's a fundamentalist. Yeah, he finds yeah. he, he like runs into an Anglican at at the Christian bookstore. <laughs> Th- that's basically what happens. Um, very very interesting deconstruction and Star Wars show TV show. Um, nice. Also, I love so. Um, the Mandalorians they will greet each other. It's this religion they it's kind of like a Viking religion, kind of right. Yeah. It's very warrior based. Right. Um, but they will say some Mandalorian creed and then they'll say, this is the way meaning. Yes, right. that's, you know, this is how we live our life. Um, yeah. and I wish I could go back to, uh, church and right after someone says, and separate or, and apart from the Lord's supper, I want to say, this is the way, <laughs> or if someone says, as we stand and sing, I'll just, I want everyone to say, this is the way. And then we all stand up.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if someone uh, can incorporate that uh, naturally into their worship services, I would appreciate that. <laughs> okay. So then I'm going to uh, take a swerve into the, I think it's the National Geographic section of Disney+. Plus.
0: Yeah. I, I always forget about
1: that part of it. Yeah. So let's not get into the fact that just watching nature documentary, documentary, Oh, my goodness.
0: Let's just. just... <laughs> shows. <laughs> yeah, shows.
1: <laughs> Man, the the three syllable rule still applies. Watching nature shows probably could help someone deconstruct certain fundamentalist beliefs just pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but I watched uh, on the recommendation of my brother. Thank you, Daniel. I watched The Rescue. Have you seen? Do you know what this is? No, I haven't. Don't know about that. Uh, it's a documentary, um, partially directed. It's it has two directors or two filmmakers. One of them is the climber director who did the. Um, sorry. Okay. One of them is the director who, who made Free Solo, the Alex Honnold climbing. Oh yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome um, documentary. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but it's about the Thailand. 2018 cave rescue of 13 members of a of just a soccer team so um,
0: oh yeah I've heard about I remember that 12 or 13
1: children boys and the coach get trapped in a cave um, in an early rain and what happens in this show is the opposite uh, of what happened during the pandemic which is that Human lives were at stake, and so everybody dropped what they were doing and did whatever they could do to save the human lives. Mm -hmm. But it it especially centers around just a handful of these weirdos, people who are bullied uh, throughout their lives. They kind of don't fit in, but maybe because of that, they had been pushed into this bizarre hobby that not very many people are into – of spelunking, of exploring caves hmm. um, and being wet and cold and claustrophobic and, you know. All the fun things. All the, all the fun things. And so these these just handful of individuals basically have this gift that the U.S. Army doesn't have, that the Thai, uh, you know, SEALs do not have. And so they, they have this unique ability and they grapple with that and ultimately have to take risks uh to save these 13 lives. So um but it reminded me of like what a church could be like if we mm-hmm. had a united mission uh what what are we trying to do here? And mm-hmm. again it happened in 2018 and so in all these plant there's uh multinational planning meetings and the whole movie I was like man all these people are so close together. There's so many people in that tent <laughs> uh, cuz <'cause> I <laughs> I've been six feet away from from humans in every encounter in the last two years, so
0: Yeah, I can't I, I can't watch a single show that's like not taking place during the pandemic and not think about that. Yeah, like, isn't that funny? Why are they why is he talking so close to her face? Right.
1: <laughs> Distance. Okay, so um then my my son told me we have to watch Encanto. Mm, mm-hmm. So I had heard heard about it, and uh this one I would say spoilers, but can you spoil something that's not very good? Like spoil means to go bad." whoa, yeah. you know if you if you <laughs> If you spoil something that's good,
0: that's um well, hold, hold on. um you, we should pause for a second while my daughter f- finishes screaming in the background for you saying that Encanto's not that good <laughs> it's not it's not a good movie um it's not good storytelling it's it seems
1: kind of hastily put together, but, and I, I do reserve the right uh, to be proven wrong about that, so i happy to hear what people have to say. But it's Pixar. Pixar is so good at the visual storytelling, at, you know, front to end, and this seemed like Pixar realized that they can just make money if they just make anything. But uh, with that very Oscar the Grouch opinion aside, th- the th- it's actually not Pixar. It's oh, oh, No, There's, no
0: wonder. It's just Disney. It's di- it's Disney. Yeah.
1: Okay, it's just Disney doing what they always do. Okay. Yeah. I had a hi- I apologize. I thought I had to
0: Google it to make sure. Sorry to interrupt.
1: I, I was like, man, Pixar has lost it because they they just didn't It's not tight like a Pixar movie is tight oh, yeah. in the storytelling. There's like a guy with a power who can change into other people for no reason. It's not even in a song. <laughs> like he doesn't help the family, he doesn't dis- grow, he has no arc and it's not even that interesting of a of a power because when you're watching a movie and one guy can look like other people it, it like okay he he was, he was a different person <laughs> you know like not very anyways <laughs> um but i cried watching it and so it sounds like you've you've seen it though you're familiar yeah yeah
0: I have multiple times who did
1: wh- what what jumped what was it for you did did it did this connect to your deconstruction
0: or so I, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a fantastic movie. I mean, the, the songs are catchy cause it's Lin-Manuel Miranda writing them because he's good at that. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, my daughter though, she's just like obsessed with the thing. She's like constantly listening to the soundtrack and everything. But I, 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 I thought it was, it was entertaining of, of course, but, uh, I did notice definite, uh, Themes of that could be applied to deconstruction for sure. The thing that I noticed the most was how, once again, spoiler alert. If you don't want to get spoiled by Encanto, pause or whatever. Um, so the thing that I noticed most as far as how it could uh, relate to deconstruction is how Mirabelle, um, how she's noticing the cracks in the, the building, in their yeah. home and she's it's she's like trying to warn them like there's there's a problem this is falling apart this is not going well and they're all just like poo-pooing her like eh there's no way that w- w- the w- the magic is strong there's no way this is going to go go down and,
1: and and it's oh there isn't that problem but if there is you're causing it
0: right it's somehow your fault yeah and um like Bruno we don't talk about why don't we talk about Bruno? Well, we don't talk about him because he's telling us what's coming if we don't change. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and then Mirabelle starts noticing that and she's saying the same thing that Bruno said.
1: Exactly. So that there's this conflict where there's this family and things are kind of idyllic and, and maybe even perfect seeming. But then there's this member of the family who the only one who is kind of an outsider. Yep is noticing these problems uh, that's mirabelle but then bruno is like oh something happened with bruno we don't talk about him anymore he's not in the family and he's not around mm-hmm. and then you find out it, it's the same thing that bruno was talking about problems mm-hmm. and ultimately it seems like the kind of thing like he he like kicks himself out of the group Cause he's yeah. he's got this gift where he can see what's gonna happen, so he warns people or he tells people, and then he he the more he does it, the more that they think he's causing the problems or the and so he he just decides, well, I can't stop the gift, so yeah. I want to stop like hurting these people, and so he he like self elects out,
0: yeah, he leaves,
1: he leaves, and and in the mean you know he it's so sad because he like clearly cares and loves about the fa- the family. But yeah, in his leaving the family either forgets about him or doesn't talk about him or, you know, uh, if they do talk about him, it's kind of like he was a problem causer. Right. Yeah. And it's all about keeping the family going. It's like, no, just keep this thing running. Yep. Th- mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about those problems. That's not going to help us. We need to keep this image kind of going.
0: Yeah, all that matters is keeping that candle lit and ignoring any problem. And that's what really hit me is like Bruno said, this is, you know, this is going to maybe happen. Mirabelle is saying this is literally happening right now. And nobody listened because they preferred to just stick with their version of events that of reality, I should say, that this is never going to be a problem. And I was actually just having a conversation with uh, one of our listeners, Zach, and he uh, he was saying that um, we were having a discussion about how his church and our 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 old church, at both of a, both churches at the beginning of the pandemic, were like, oh, let's take this opportunity to like throw a bunch of money at renovations or whatever, assuming everything is just going to be fine, nothing's going to change, and in a in about a year, everything's going to be back to normal. And now things have crumbled and fallen apart metaphorically. Yeah. And now it's like they're, they're in, they're in trouble. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Just, just the, it's about keeping things going. Not about the, well, why are we keeping things going? Mm-hmm. Um, it's about looking good, not being good or, you know, the, the problem's, or how you can improve or how you can
0: uh, yeah, the denial that there even could be a problem, yeah, and i I think it is huge.
1: it feels like if I think one of the reasons it touched me is that I identified with those things, but then it's a Disney movie that wraps things all up in a bow with resolution and forgiveness mm-hmm. and um, and so what you get is a world where and in in this case the the church comes to a breaking point and then realizes, okay, these people were actually trying to help us this. They had some good things to say, um, or they had some gifts that when we didn't recognize them or their gifts can be used more than we have limited them. And so then they, they come into a future where the people who are not insiders are actually contributing. This is the finale that the people around them are, are part of the community. And then the people who are gifted like that are, uh now more gifted because they're not as limited by the what's the proper or what's the expectation of mm-hmm. exactly how this gift is supposed to be used or what a gift is steep it makes me want to know what happened to lin Manuel Miranda in 2020 <laughs> well
0: it probably what happened to all of us <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no, according to google at...
1: it's a straight line it's it's just <laughs>
0: Uh, it, somebody pointed out that uh that there is no villain in that movie.
1: Wait a minute. Okay. Interesting. There is, but there isn't. Yeah. There's a. There's a. At first, you think the villain is going to be Bruno because of how he's talked about. Mm-hmm. Right. And
0: almost is every it kind of the grandma.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that the grandma is a is wrong headed. And we, mm-hmm. we as the audience know that she's wrong and know the right. harm that she's causing. But when the grandma realizes the harm that she's causing, she changes. Right. I mean, like immediately. Yeah. So like any, that's interesting because there aren't villains in the real world. There are only people who think they're doing the right things and think that they're the, the hero of the story.
0: Well, and and the thing that's fascinating, coming back to the deconstruction aspect of the things, is that the the really the villain, as we've been talking about, is the family's denial of a problem. Yeah, with and which is the thing that led Bruno to leave and just you know damaged his relationship with them. It's what damaged the relationship with Mirabelle. It's what damaged the house literally and broke it all apart and the two
1: the other gifted people are also being yep. constrained by that oh we have to do this or this is right you know we we can't give any shred of imperfection or not, or not following the the family
0: interesting right yeah so i mean that that's what pe- people with going through deconstruction or rethinking their faith or whatever are a large part of what's going on is they're trying to or they have tried and not been listened to trying to say there's a problem here. You know, like you and I, we don't hate the church. We don't hate the church of Christ. I mean, it's not, not where we are, but I don't hate it. I love those people, but trying to like, trying long enough to say there's a problem and nothing happens. And then just people double down, you know, you kind of want to be like Bruno and go live in the the wall with rats. <laughs> I was listening to
1: you. I was just thinking that I was like, yeah, man, for a long time, I was like Bruno in the wall watching the family eat dinner, patching up the cracks in the background, um, desperately, desperately wanting, um, wanting restoration.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of what, what the uh, isolation of the pandemic was kind of like uh, to really stretch this metaphor further. Uh, it was kind of like me living in the walls and watching the family falling apart, I'm like, I, I think I'm going to stay in the walls. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, yeah. this is not as healthy and this is not good. Yeah.
1: And the, you know, the the only, a big glaring difference is that the song and the family say, we don't talk about Bruno. But my experience is that when there's a Bruno that you don't talk about, you don't say out loud that you don't talk about it, but it's – right you know like you just can tell by what you talk about and don't talk about or the awkward silences or whatever that like they're just things that you s- learn to avoid mm-hmm. as a just a group and then you don't even know you're avoiding them after a while you kind of forget that you're you're avoiding them in yeah. the first place so this so with the Disney Plus I would love to hear people's wrong answers only of disney movies that are deconstruction movies so i came up with those and then toy story totally a deconstruction okay. movie oh. where the this buzz lightyear fellow huh. is just okay. just oh, yeah, slammed yeah. into the reality of his entire world being turned upside down he's been believed something that, about himself that was not true yeah. and this woody character has to break the one rule of his community um to out of love. That this is this is yeah, what the movie's about. That's a good point. Monsters Inc. Mm-hmm. is uh an entire structure oh, wow. of a society where nobody thinks about it, but the bedrock of their society is that they go and harm <laughs> children. They they collect the screams of childs yeah. um you know it's it's maybe a metaphor for capitalism i don't know but <laughs> but nobody questions it the cars go by and you hear screams as a as a bus goes by it's like little children screams because the power yeah. is fear and um but then a couple of people in this society come face to face with one of the victims mm-hmm. and when you actually get to know one of these people it changes how you see the entire structure Right, and mm. so, and so then yeah. you have to, but everyone else around you, right, has built an entire, an entire life around this, and just mm. like in Kanto, they find out that there's actually a better way that joy is you know ten times better than fear, right. So I think they might all be deconstruction huh. movies. Might be. <laughs> so, so uh, send send us your, uh, your Disney deconstruction movies. Ted Lasso is not Disney Plus, but. Totally read that through deconstruction lens, as well. Totally.
0: Have you seen the movie, the the TV show, The Good Place? Uh, I know what you're talking about. I've seen a, a few episodes. Oh, so good. That that whole thing, I, no spoilers, because it's like you know massive spoilers if I if you haven't seen the whole thing. But uh, it, it's on Netflix. The whole thing's on Netflix. So if anybody hasn't seen it yet, it's like four seasons. Watch it now. It's also very deconstructed. I'll have to, later. have to check yeah. that out.
1: Yeah, the good place. It is. I've I've seen one or two episodes, and it was hilarious. And I wanted to start yeah. swearing. Oh, the it's so good. So. <laughs> <laughs> Forking shirt. <laughs> um. Yeah. So uh, apparently, Google tells us that deconstruction is not out to get us, and everywhere, and all over the place. Um. It's a yeah. It's it's I'm doing it.
0: We're all doing it. Yeah. But just yeah. those
1: of us in the walls—that's the problem. It's uh, it's a minority. uh It's a minority thing.
0: You know, I've been I've been work. I've been trying to think of, you know, I'm uh, lately with all these people like dogging on deconstruction and how it's you know it's going to be horrible for the church or whatever. I've been wanting to come up with a different term that would last maybe a couple months before it got taken over as Brunoscopy. well Brunoscopy that's where it, <laughs> there you go it's, got, it's something like that yeah
1: <laughs> listening We're to the voice Brunos. of Bruno
0: are you a follower of Bruno we do need a, a
1: different we definitely need a different word I, even when I use it I know that it doesn't mean what the people who disagree with it or who are, get offended by it it doesn't yeah. mean what they think it means
0: you know exactly
1: <sighs>
0: yeah <laughs> that's a whole episode on itself <laughs> I'm I'm one of those people who has way too many uh subscriptions. We're like, let's cut off the cable and we'll save so much money by just like watching Netflix. (laughs) Buying it one at a time. Buy yeah. Then now we have Netflix and like Hulu and Disney Plus and HBO Max. And I'll stop there because it's just embarrassing after that point.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You're you're an early adapter, but you also enjoy life. And what I do is just not enjoy life, and save four ninety nine a month. So <laughs> what well, you could buy you could buy a whole coffee with that. Exactly. Yeah. And I do, but I'm hooked now. I got Disney Plus. I had a free Amazon Prime membership, and now I, I just signed up for Apple TV. They they got me. They, I had a free trial. They did? And then a year later, I tried to sign up again, and they said, you've already used your free trial. We have
0: a computer, and we know. Like, <laughs> rats. Speaking of nature shows, the, on the Apple TV+, Plus, there's a show called Tiny World. Ooh. And it's narrated by Paul Rudd, which immediately makes it a good thing. Definitely. And uh, it's, it's the, one of the best nature shows I've ever seen. It's like all these tiny, tiny little animals and, and bugs and stuff. Super cool. You and the, your, your kid will like it. You will love it. It's great. Thank you.
1: I, I'm someone who, I have a belief about the universe, which is that no matter how far out you zoom or how far in your, you zoom, equally wonderful, right? Like amazing Absolutely. things happening, kind of that we can't comprehend. So if I think it is what I what it sounds like it is, Zooming in on, you know, on the tiny, amazing things that are happening. That's my jam. So definitely going to check that out. Yeah.
0: Which we do in this podcast and <laughs> yeah. you zoom out sometimes too. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the, this next year doing this with you, man. And Good. it's so great that, that great? we
1: got that Disney plus sponsorship. So that's really,
0: <laughs> really uh, helping pay the bills. Sign up with the code falling to for fi- falling <laughs> <Yeah. in> fire. <laughs> Really. Yeah,
1: it's just the same price, and uh, our URL that we give you doesn't actually work. It just redirects to Disney Plus. Right. <laughs> we should just pretend. I wonder how if you could just get other people's things and just pretend like you're sponsored by a lot of people. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah. And following the fire uh, did just get picked up by Disney Plus. So go to Disney Plus hashtag Dave Ramsey and enter the code <laughs> <laughs> Debt Free for your following the uh... fire Disney Plus subscription.
0: Oh, that's the last one I want to support at this point. Yeah.
1: Maybe not that one. bad example. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll, I'll start looking. I'll start seeing what we can oh, line yeah. up for, for uh, next episode. Sounds like a
0: good idea. <laughs> uh, I'll talk to you later, man. All right. Sounds good. See ya. But it only takes a whisper. Hey, thanks for listening. We hope you got something out of the episode today. Check the show notes in your podcast app for all the links and references that were made. Or you can find it all at followingthefire.com. If you'd like to support the show, please go to patreon.com slash followingthefire to become a patron. And of course, we'd love it if you rate the podcast and share it with others. See you later.